this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge, and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg, and I look over, and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush, and I touch air. Couldn't breathe, and I couldn't move, because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. And if you want extra shows every week, go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com and hit the join button because every Thursday we release an extra show to the website for members only. So if you want to become a member and get that show, all previous shows and all future shows, Go to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. And if you're looking to try to build up your emergency supply of food because times are crazy and we're not sure where things are going and we just want to make sure that we have the food that we need to provide for our families, go to preparewiththeconfessionals.com. That's preparewiththeconfessionals.com. And we offer emergency preparedness food for people. It comes in a five-gallon bucket, very useful, and a lot of people have been enjoying it. So if you want to have some emergency preparedness food in your house, go to preparewiththeconfessionals.com. Now, today we have Carrie coming on the show, and Carrie is a very interesting conversation. She is a world traveler. She loves traveling. She goes all over the place, and she found herself in China in the Shanghai airport, where she found herself in a very paranormal yet physical state with people who were seemingly attacking her in maybe another realm. Very, very strange. She has a very intriguing story, and she's going to come on and share with us right now. All right, today we got Carrie on the show. Carrie, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing fine. So uh, you're in Thailand right now. You're a traveling person and uh, you're in Thailand and enjoying yourself, I'm presuming. Uh, it's what, about midnight there, right? Yeah, get a little late. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm excited about having you on the show. Now, I know you're originally from the States and uh, you do a lot of traveling. Uh, and the story that we're going to kick things off with, I think it's probably the main thing that you want to talk about is the Shanghai airport and the experience you had there. So uh, I'm not going to say anything else. Just walk us into this experience and what happened in Shanghai. Awesome. Uh, thanks for having me, Tony. So um, I was flying home last uh, last May and um, coming through Shanghai um, back to the States. And I had quite a long layover. So um, as a I'm a pretty good traveler. I travel a lot, so I started scoping out my my spot where I was going to hang out for the night. Uh, my flight left the next the next morning, so I was just trying to find somewhere with a charger, somewhere with a nice chair where I could relax a bit. 
and I found a pretty good spot, got set up around maybe 11.30 p.m., um, just reading a bit. I was messaging my mom and some friends, not super aware of my surroundings, until maybe about uh, like two-ish in the morning. Um, I was trying to stay awake as long as I could just for the jet lag. So around two, I decide like I'm gonna go change into some com- comfortable clothes, um, get some get some tea, and I ask someone to watch my bags for me. And when I came back, um, I uh, my friends started to started to drop off. So um, one one friend had to go to work, the other one uh, had to go work out. My mom went to sleep. So for the first time, I was really sort of listening to what was going on around me. And I noticed a few guys behind me um, were speaking English, and they were pretending to fight. So one was uh, one was about 50, and the other two were younger, maybe in their 20s. And they're kind of jokingly arguing, like they're trying to get attention, calling each other names, and just kind of being obnoxious. Uh, but it's it's like 3 in the morning in a Chinese airport. So I'm I'm just trying to ignore them and kind of mind my own business, and they just keep going. And so at one point, I heard one of the younger guys say, "Look, look, she almost looked back, like like they were trying to get me to turn around and look at them." So at that point, I made up my mind that I was not going to look at them because I thought that's what they wanted. Um, so a little bit after that, uh, they just kind of kept talking. The older guy tried to calm them down for a bit, and that kind of uh, made them go a little bit more. Uh, They're still just pretending to fight with each other, kind of loudly. So, in a little bit, uh, some some girls join them. And keep in mind, like, this this whole time, I'm still trying to read, I'm still messaging my friends, like, or, I'm not messaging at that point, I'm still just trying to read and not paying attention to, to, like, actually look at them. But from what I hear, it sounds like Two younger girls join them, again, maybe like 20s, and one older lady, uh, 40s or 50s. And so the younger girls start really loudly talking about how some people think they're better than everyone in the airport, and they're hogging all the chairs and all of the chargers, and they're speaking so loud that everyone in the airport should be able to hear them, but it's clearly directed at me, like they're directing uh, this their their anger towards me that I have taken this prime chair in the airport. Uh, and keep in mind that it's it's the Shanghai airport, like it's a huge airport. There are chairs everywhere. There are, there are uh, charging ports everywhere. There was even one open, like under the one that I was using. There was another charging port open. So it was really strange to me that they were so angry and just loudly vocalizing it. Um, So I'm also a really stubborn person. So at that point, I'm like, there's no way I'm leaving this chair. Like, I will die before I get up out of this chair now. But I start messaging my friends again. I'm like, you will never believe what is happening. Like, there's this huge commotion going on because I'm sitting in a chair. Like, I plan to sleep here tonight. Like, that's why I'm still staying here. And, um... So, so yeah, like, they're just still going, and eventually they walk to the other side of the airport. Like, they start circling around the airport, and I can still hear them on the other side talking about how, like, how entitled some people are and how other people need to sit, and um, so finally I, I stop, and I'm thinking to myself, like, this doesn't seem right, like, First of all, why is there why is no one concerned about why all these people are yelling? Um, why is the airport so quiet that I can hear every word they're saying on the other side of the airport? Where is everyone else? Like, where's the security? Where are the other people who are about to travel? Like, why is no one paying attention to, to this entire scene? And like, why is why is everyone speaking English? Because that doesn't generally happen when I, when I'm traveling. Like, you'll meet. Some people speaking, speaking speaking English, but not fluently. Every word, like everyone around, it just doesn't happen. Uh, so, like at that point, when I stop and think, like what is going on? It felt like the atmosphere just kind of shifted. Like it felt like everything got a little bit darker. Like everything was just kind of, uh, just kind of dim. And I'd experienced that 
feeling once before in like in another story so it was sort of a familiar vibe and I start thinking like okay so this is something not normal like this is something paranormal or possibly demonic like um, I grew up in, in a Christian background so I kind of see through the lens of Christianity so I immediately like named it something demonic um, but then um, I remembered like one of my friends had told me with the last scenario like whenever that happens just like picture yourself like engulfed in this golden light as a protection strategy and so I'm like all right I'm just gonna start to meditate like I'm not gonna worry about it I'm thinking about this light and I'm still messaging my friends like uh, telling them sort of what's going on but I didn't tell them um, that I felt like something was really wrong I just kind of was like hey you know send me some good vibes and some, some good thoughts if you don't care um, I didn't tell them that I thought like something really dark was happening but when I like I'm meditating and I'm I'm feeling pretty good uh, I felt like uh, like I was stronger than whatever they were trying to do like almost like we were in sort of a mental battle like seeing who could stay in control or something I know that sounds so strange but um, it was just it, it was a strange thing so then at that point like I'm feeling confident but things start to escalate so the older man starts to say like really sinister things at that point he's like um, that's fine she has to get up soon because she's she's gonna need to go to the bathroom like watch this and I had I had made my tea that I was drinking and so he said um, something like yeah keep drinking your tea I bet you're about to feel sick now and then I, f I started to feel my stomach like get a little bit off like I was gonna be sick so then like my panic is just building and I'm I'm like what like is he trying to hypnotize me like what is happening and after that he said um, Oh, he's, he said, now watch, like, I bet it's getting hard to breathe. And it felt like my throat started closing off. So at, at that point, I started, I just started saying Jesus, like, just over and over. I was like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I start saying, like, pretty much any Christian phrase that would come to mind. I was like, I'm a child of God. I'm stronger than you. Like, you have no power over me until eventually it's just back to Jesus again. And then my throat, like, starts to feel normal. My stomach's feeling all right. So then I'm like, okay, so are these people possessed? Are they literal demons? Like, are they trying to put a spell on me? Am I hypnotized? Like, what is going on? But before I even had time to really think about that, they start speaking other languages so then I started to hear I started to hear Chinese and Russian and um, some German and then it went into like this tribal language that I didn't recognize and the older woman spoke starts to speak up at this point and she's like what are you guys doing like she is a child leave her alone and I was 27 when it happened, but I was still like, yeah, you tell him, lady, like, like, uh, you know, I appreciated her for, for standing up. And, like, whatever, maybe just her breaking their trance or distracting me, something about her distraction kind of pulled me back out. I started to feel, like, less in a fog because it, it started to feel like, it started to feel like I was just really susceptible, like, almost in a trance like what he was saying was just sort of putting me in a trance and so when she spoke up that kind of broke that back off but then the man like he started again and he said um, I hope she doesn't have to leave the airport because somebody will jump her if she does and then his next his next phrase was I hope her plane doesn't get hijacked and so at the last one I was like nope like I'm done like I don't want this thought in my head like I'm about to fly for it's, it's like a crazy long flight like 19 or 20 hours that I don't want to be panicking about this whole ordeal um, so I'm like forget it like I don't even care what they have to say I get my headphones out I start blasting some worship music and I'm starting to journal and um, I still I still haven't turned around to look at them but then like as I'm journaling I can't hear what anyone's saying I'm not looking and it starts to feel like someone is standing 
directly behind me, like, like almost nose to the back of my head behind me, like staring a hole through the back of my head. And the chairs in the airport were back to back. So someone could have been sitting directly behind me. Then I, I really don't know. And it's, it's so, it's still strange that I didn't turn around, but I kind of attribute that to like being part of the trance. Like I felt like I could not turn around and look at them. Like the whole time I felt like I couldn't look at them or that I shouldn't, I don't know, couldn't or shouldn't. Um, but at that point, like, I feel like someone is directly just right behind me. And so I'm like, all right, like I'm going to start praying now. Like this is, it's time to pray. Um, so I'm like writing in my journal and I feel like I should pray for like the people doing all this stuff. And I start to write, let peace fall on those who wish me harm. But as I wrote the word peace, like instantly everything stopped. Everyone that had been involved all stood up in unison and all started to walk away like without saying a word. And the dark vibe was gone. The airport was back to normal. Like regular airport airport noise came back. Um, I noticed people around me were sleeping in the chairs that I hadn't even noticed were there before. And so I'm just sitting there completely dumbfounded, like, what just happened? And even as that group walked away, like, I still couldn't look at them in the face. I, I glanced up and saw, like, I caught them walking away. And it looked like they were Chinese. It looked like they had, like, nice clothes. Um, and they were all carrying silver briefcases, which I also thought was really strange. Um, but be, and none of them had had a Chinese accent at all when they were speaking behind me, like totally normal North American accent. Um, and then, so I looked, I'm thinking like, I want to see where they're going. So I try to see like which gate they were headed towards and they walked, they walked out through the arrivals exit. So like they walked out of the doors where people landing should have come in, which should not have even been possible at all um and that was around like six in the morning so the whole ordeal lasted about two hours um and i like i had messaged my friends my mom the whole time so i know that i didn't fall asleep like i have time stamps on my messages to to show like i wasn't dreaming this i you know like i was at least coherent enough to message someone during it and i still like i have no idea what it was i've I've, to this day, I'm still, I have no clue. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. And there's so many <laughs> things about it that are bizarre. I mean, to the point where I have no idea what happened there. Because I mean, when you first start telling <laughs> the story, uh, it sounds like you're being gang stalked. And, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, this is a gang stalked scenario. But then the way you describe how uh, these people, I, when you were telling the story originally, you mentioned about how these people, none of them looked Chinese at one point, right? Yeah, no. Um, I never I never actually looked. Like, I never saw their faces. I saw I that they had black hair. So that's why I was like, oh, maybe they were, maybe they were Chinese. Yeah, well, either way and stuff, the fact that when you did see them, they all looked like they were Chinese, but they had American accents. Uh, yeah. The, the lady who tells them to stop, it was like, it was like they were playing mind games with you. It, yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah, but the weird thing about it is it did seem like you were almost put into a different a different realm or a different um state of mind where a different level of consciousness or something like that, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, like the whole the whole atmosphere changed to it did like it felt like like some kind of alternate reality kind of deal because when I came back out of it, like when when everything stopped it was like the the sound went back to normal. The light went back to normal. Like everything had been off in ways that I didn't even realize until it until it went back. Like I'd questioned it before. Like why isn't there more sound? Like why is everyone speaking English? And but I didn't even realize that fully until it stopped and like I heard the level of noise like come back, like the regular noise come back. Yeah, that's incredible. It really is. And you see them walking away. They're all carrying the same color briefcase and they walk into the arrivals uh, to exit. 
and and that's bizarre yeah. in itself. You would think I don't know you you're far more traveled than I am, but I'm assuming security in airports are pretty tight no matter yeah. where you go, right? Yeah, and especially in China, like their immigration is insane. Like you can't just you can't just walk through a random gate unnoticed. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, uh they're pretty tight on a lot of things. And so I can imagine you just can't waltz yeah. in and be like, hi, I'm American and I'm here and I'm just going to be hanging out for a while. Right. <laughs> it was so strange. It is the most bizarre thing that I've ever experienced. Did you feel weird at all? Like, uh, did you feel anything different after they left as if there was some kind of residual thing happening? Or do you think it was it all just over like instantaneously <sighs> pretty much? No. So it didn't like, it didn't completely come back to normal after, um, I was I was still like super in shock, so I I didn't sleep. I stayed awake the entire morning, and I started to have this like weird doppelganger thing going on. Um, so it it was like it was almost like everyone around me was on a loop. So I like I would just keep seeing like distinct people walk by over and over, to the point where I honestly considered like maybe I'm on a weird. Chinese TV show where they just mess with foreigners in the airport. Like, I was trying to trying so hard to figure out what was going on and just could not make sense of anything. At one point, I I sat down like within this family, this group of people, listened to them talk for a bit. Like, heard they were going to Canada, which is which was my next stop as well. I had a layover in Canada, so um, I was like, yeah, like I just don't. I don't want to be around anyone that's going to be on my plane. So I got up, I like moved, sat down in another area. And then like a few members of that same group came and sat down with me like a little bit later at a completely different gate. Like one of the older guys in the group, like put his arm around me and patted me on the back and like was, was, was not speaking English. I don't know. He was saying something to me and I was just like, Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like every, everything was strange for for a while and i've i've never been more um more eager to get on a plane and get back home (laughs) than that experience yeah i can imagine i mean so once you left the airport though everything was normal right yeah yeah everything was good after the airport and like up since that has happened like prior to that experience i've had a lot of crazy like weird spiritual stories since that experience nothing has happened like has been completely completely dead as far as like that vibe that spiritual kind of vibe um for a long time i just i was so freaked out that i just kind of shut everything off like i didn't want to think about anything otherworldly at all like it was just like nope like i'm in this realm now that's the only one that i want to think about and so I think maybe that kind of dulled something that had been more sensitive in me. I, I don't know, but that's that's the latest uh, the latest experience. Okay, so when you before this experience, you were having you know paranormal type experiences, and after you haven't had any. So uh, that's really interesting. I was was. The experiences leading up to this, were they frequent? Like, I mean, how many times a year were we ta- are we talking you would have something weird happen? So it seems like right. So the year right before that happened, I had a lot of kind of a lot um, that year. So maybe like four or five within the six months before that, that uh, instance. And then before that, maybe... Uh, looks like I, I had a timeline drawn up. Looks like 2014 was kind of crazy, but other than that, things were pretty chill until 2018. Okay, yeah, it's just very interesting because with you saying that, it it, it means to me that something stands out to you where it's like I was having you know this amount really happening to me before this experience, and since then nothing, you know, because like a lot of times people if they have a paranormal experience and stuff, it's not like. Uh, it's a it's a rarity is what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. you know, and so uh, the fact that it stands out to you as a time that actually marked on your timeline uh, a cease of experiences, it's, it's interesting. Um, what do you think about, and you may not even think about this, but recently I've been thinking a lot about it. So I've been asking people on interviews, <laughs> uh, yeah. but, um, 
you know, I, I'm really fascinated by this idea of um, living in a simulation uh, mm-hmm. and the idea that this is all simulated. And, yeah. you know, I find it interesting when you have like guys like uh, Elon Musk, who uh, that's what they believe. Like Elon yeah. really believes this. And he, um, to the point, like I've said, I've said it before in other interviews where he actually believes that um, if he were to have, be able to have one answered question, one question answered, he would ask, what's on the other side of the simulation. Now this is like this one of the smartest guys in our of our time and if he yeah. can have one question answered it would be that. So like that's how deep he believes in the idea of the simulation which kind of put me on the path of thinking about it at least and entertaining the thought. Uh, mm-hmm. with your story and what you experienced and stuff um, it's interesting because I I think about this idea of simulation. How could that relate to the paranormal? And I started thinking about like these abductions that people experience and stuff. And what if the, these abductions are some type of uh, a form of being taken out of the simulation and how people have mm-hmm. these like memories and stuff of, you know, being in other worlds and then being brought back. And what if we're actually being brought in and out of a simulation, uh, kind, of, kind of like a matrix idea. <laughs> and, yeah. And so with your with your story and with your experience there in the Shanghai airport, it, it just seems very matrixy to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I I don't let myself go there too often, but I joke about it a lot. Um that that nothing is real, like we're in a simulation. It comes up quite frequently <laughs> um in my in my daily conversations probably. But really? um, so like, yeah, so prior, yeah, prior to that experience, like a lot of my dreams sometimes will seem like really otherworldly, like and not all of them, just some of them feel different. Like some of them have a different vibe and it kind of makes me think like, oh, like that was, that was something else. And so I don't know, like, so I've had a lot of experiences, a lot of like glitch in the matrix kind of things that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that that yeah i'm not sure what how much of this is real like what of this is (laughs) do we even really know what's happening that's interesting so you've had experiences where you felt like you know the matrix was glitching around you or something yeah so what like the first one that comes to mind is just when i was living in thailand i lived here for a year and um the the traffic in my city was absolutely insane but every morning on my way to school, I'd pass the same dude on a bike at the same exact light. Didn't matter what time I left my house. I could leave early. I could leave late. I could leave the same time every day. Didn't matter. I would pass this guy at the light on the bike every time until I mentioned it to my friend. I was like, dude, I keep passing this guy on the bike. Like something like it is weird. And then it just stopped after that. Like, never saw the guy again so like a lot of like weird glitch in the matrix kind of things yeah they do tend to kind of happen to me before that that's interesting (laughs) it's almost like you acknowledging it made it stop you know it's um yeah it's really interesting in that kind of mindset because i don't know a ton about quantum physics but uh there are parts of quantum physics from what i gather uh that light if you're if you're um if you're expecting light to react a certain way off based off of scientific patterns, I don't know how it all works. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, they, they, they do certain experiences and they, they expect the light to react a certain way. And it does unless you observe it. And when you observe <laughs> it, it does something totally different than what it's supposed to. And I think it, it, it does something different every time, like at random. And, and it's just like one of those things where unless you're observing it, if you, if you don't observe it, it does what it's supposed to do. But if you observe it, that's when it does something different. And, and that's, it's really trippy. It's it's something I I don't understand. I'm, I'm just a guy with a podcast and I, (laughs) I I think about things that are way above my head, but, um, it's kind of like that where once you observed it and you acknowledge that you observed it, it stopped. Yeah. And like, I've thought this Shanghai scenario 
I've thought it into the ground. Like I've considered every possibility because it makes no sense. And so I did, I was like, okay, so what if like from the very beginning, they were using some kind of reverse psychology to try to not get me to look at them so that they could, maybe it was like an alien thing so they could do whatever they need to do behind me so that I was completely distracted. So I don't like, I've considered every possibility so you've even gone down the path of this being some kind of extraterrestrial experiment on you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't get anywhere with it to be like, yes, like this is 100% what happened, but I've considered everything. Yeah. Well, I can I can understand going through something like that and trying to rationalize it any way possible. Um, and, you know, the, and that's the thing. Like when you first told me, I was thinking... I don't know how to even begin to put this into a, any kind of box. It's not, a, there's no box that it's supposed to go in. It has little pieces of everything and it's just like throwing on a table mixed together and said, ta-da, you know? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's really interesting though. Very, very interesting. Um, I'm sure And then with like the, with the Christianity aspect kind of working to stop it too, like that still trips me up. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like, why does, if I start saying Jesus a lot, then I'm fine. Like, that's typically my go-to when weird things happen. Yeah, it is interesting because, you know, people talk about claiming the name of Jesus and during a paranormal situation or something, or maybe not even paranormal, but, you know, their life is in extreme danger and they cry out and Mm -hmm. they're saved or miraculously saved or the paranormal experience, you know, stops and all that stuff. Uh, But then I I heard of people trying that and it doesn't work. And, uh, you know, I'm talking about people who, you know, are saying they believe in God, they believe that, you know, in Jesus and all that stuff, uh, and it doesn't work for them. But then there's, I've heard of stories where uh, Muslims have cried out to Jesus and their experience stopped. Uh, And so it's very interesting, the dynamics of that. Uh, And and obviously, as a Christian myself, I I recommend that, you know, at least somebody, you you try that at least, you know. Uh, I'm not like a ghostbuster. Um, (laughs) Sometimes I, I get emails from people saying, I need your help. Call me now. I'm like, there's not much I can do to help. I'm a podcaster. And, uh, I, I'm not, I, I'm not an exorcist, you know, and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so my recommendations to people is the only thing that I know that I would do in a situation, which I would just claim the name of Jesus, see what happens and go from there. Uh, yeah. and, but sometimes that doesn't work. And it, it's, it's just, it's really interesting to me because when I first heard about that, I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't work for people who maybe aren't Christians, but I've yeah. heard it not working for people who aren't Christians. And I've heard it for it work for people who are supposedly not Christians. Yeah, and so like at the time of this, um, at this experience, I had just recently finished like a pretty big meditation kind of deal. So like I wasn't, wasn't super even really in the Christian sphere. Like I'd kind of let a lot of that go. And a lot of my like really weird, even like scary stories tend to happen like as soon as, as soon as I let go of a little bit of Christianity to the point where I'm like, is something trying to scare me back? Like, why would something want to keep scaring me back? Or I don't, I don't know what to make of that either. Like, I, if, if you had asked me, like, as I entered the airport, like, what do you believe? I would have been like, oh, I'm really not sure. I'm just kind of seeing what's out there. And then, you know, 10 hours later, here I am, like, I have the blood of Christ. Like, I'm stronger than you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Like, I don't, I don't know what to make of that either. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, some people, and I know, I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to get angry that I even would even suggest this, but, um, you know, some people would say that, you know, your experience might have come from your uh, uh, lack of um, stability in your faith. Uh, yeah. Maybe even go as far, I'm not saying that this is what happened, I'm just saying we're throwing out ideas, we're brainstorming out loud, even going as far as say that whatever maybe you were exploring spiritually or not exploring spiritually opened you up to certain experiences. Yeah, um, for sure. But, you know, that's one trippy experience to be opened up to. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I mean, I've, I've heard of, you know, spooky things, a cup moving across the table, you know, blinds opening, <laughs> something like that. But, geez, I mean, being brought into another realm and having yeah. some kind of gang-stalking mind experiment done on you in the Shanghai airport's kind of trip. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. 
Absolutely crazy. Well, talking about crazy, I mean, what, what are some of these other crazy experiences you've had and stuff? Uh, I know that you said that you had some other things uh, that you've went through and stuff. What are some of the things you, you would like to share with us? Uh, let's see. Do you want to go dark or happy first? Let's go dark. Why not? <laughs> let's go dark first. All right. Um, let's see. So I've mentioned in the, the first story that I'd like recognized that vibe, like that shift in the atmosphere kind of vibe. Um, so the other story that kind of goes along with that, um, I was home alone and, um, it was getting pretty late. I was messaging a friend again, um, just laying in my bed with my dog, had my back to my bedroom door, the door was closed and suddenly the entire house just goes pin drop silent. Um, and we have like at the time we had like two cats and two dogs plus like the neighbors have dogs like there's always some kind of sound going on in the house everything is absolutely silent like in an instant and like again the atmosphere just felt really heavy like it's hard to explain that shift other than it's just it's just heavy like it feels different and so i felt like felt like a shiver go up my spine the hair on my back at the back of my neck stands up and i'm just completely overwhelmed with terror out of nowhere like there was there was nothing before that would have made me afraid like all of a sudden i'm overwhelmed with the most fear that i've ever felt in my life and i feel like something is directly behind me like standing at my door and at that point um my dog looks up and starts growling behind me because she was in my bed. So then I'm definitely panicked. Like I'm thinking that something really dark and evil is like in the house. Um, and it's like watching me, but again, I can't turn around and look at it. Like this seems to be a theme for me for at least for a little bit. And so then my friend randomly messages me and he, he doesn't believe in anything. Um, and he's like, this is going to sound really weird, but I just feel like I should tell you that you're okay and that I love you. And so we're also not friends that, that just randomly say I love you to each other either. So it was really out of the ordinary and really strange. Um, so I like it was enough to kind of like snap me back out and to tell him what was going on. And he was he so I called him at that point and he was talking to me and he's like I really felt like you were in danger like I suddenly had a feeling that something wanted you dead like that was his quote he said some I felt like something wanted you dead and so I like I messaged all of my spiritual friends I told them I was like I feel like I'm under some kind of attack like I could use some prayer and immediately like they start responding to me and it felt like it felt like a peaceful kind of mist filled my room and everything was gone again like the darkness that was there had left and the light in my room like honestly got brighter and i i didn't even realize that it had dimmed before that um but it was that same that same kind of like shift in the atmosphere kind of deal so what do you think that was going on there uh do you think that was some kind of de demonic attack or do you think that there was some kind of like I don't know. Yeah, I I typically with that one I typically go with demonic, especially because I like I reach out to people to pray and like immediately, it's gone again. Like, so, but I, again, like at this point in my life, uh, I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I I can understand. I mean, I think uh, I think everybody goes through parts of their life where they. They're not sure what they believe. They they're exploring things. Or you know they're they're angry. They're frustrated at you know what they what they believe. Um, so I can understand the confusion and stuff. I, I I've I've been there. And you know I, to be honest with you, I I, I go through um, I go through a lot of different things with my faith even still because mm -hmm. uh, I I'm very much open to trying to understand um, what I believe. And so the things that I thought I believed about, you know, the Bible or something like that are constantly being challenged. Um, yeah. Even like, the, like I'll use a great example. Uh, or not a great example, but an example that I'm, of what I'm thinking. Um, so just this week, I have been challenged 
personally about the idea of Noah's flood and not that whether it happened or not, but was it a global, like truly global flood or was mm-hmm. it a more regional flood? Uh, when you think about the idea of the people who are writing these words in the Bible, uh, what was their worldview in those times? And when would they when they say the entire earth, do they mean the entire earth or do they mean the entire earth as far as they know it? You know, yeah. because the, the earth is a very big place and they, they, the people in these regions didn't travel the entire earth. They clearly didn't know there was a North America or at least uh, you can go down the conspiracy hole and stuff. But I mean, for, for the most yeah. part, these people, these cultures, they weren't educated on, you know, who the Chinese were probably, or, uh, or the Russians, or certainly North America, or something like that. So, uh, what is the um, what what actually happened, you know? And so, I've been challenging myself on that this this past week a lot, and I've been listening to a lot of different scholars and their different points of views because there's there's really well known scholars that take both sides of the fence, and and either ways, for me, it's not like a, a faith change or anything, but it's it's a challenge in what I believe as far as what yeah, you yeah. say. So I don't know how I got on that. I just kind of ran, started rambling. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, like a lot of a lot of the paranormal and and supernatural, like it's it all seems connected, but it also can be points for some real cognitive dissonance. So I, I kind of go back yeah. and forth but, until things get too scary, and then that's when I usually go back. <laughs> well, it's even and it's another thing, and I know you've listened to the show and stuff, but um, you know. There's this traditional view that, you know, people who are raised as a Christian, you know, they hold. And it's just really not accurate, though, for what the Bible mm-hmm. says. I mean, when it comes to the paranormal, the, the Bible is a very paranormal book. It's a very supernatural book. It, it, it has things in there that most, at least, uh, you're, you're more well, well-traveled than I am. So maybe you had different experiences with people all over the world. But uh, with the with Christianity in America, uh in, the, there are things in the Bible that they won't they they won't touch. They, it's almost like they look over yep. it because they don't they don't want to go there because it challenges you know what is paranormal, what is the supernatural, what what is this world that we live in, and yeah. um, it, it that's a it's a shame. It's a shame because I, I think it's a pretty cool thing to explore. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, what are some of these other uh, experiences like such as the, uh, I guess, not so dark ones? <laughs> not so dark. Um, so one was more of like a um, maybe a spirit or ghost. So um, my brother and I were outside uh, on the porch one night. We were just hanging out. Uh, we, we made a fire. We were playing some music out on the porch, having a, a great time. And so I decided to put my phone on the table and set up like a time lapse to take a video of us. And like nothing strange happened. There were no weird vibes. Like usually I'm the first person to pick up. Like if there's something off, like I will, I will just have the feeling like something's not right. Uh, but nothing, nothing weird happened. Like we, we had a great night. Um, so I went to check the video and I sent my, bro- I sent a copy to my brother and I was skimming through to try to find a good screenshot so that I could um, post it. And I'm dragging my cursor through the the video, the time lapse video, and I start to see this like weird mist looking entity like hovering above my brother. And at first, like I like immediately I go to to bad. I'm like, oh no, like something bad is following him. Like it's got a face. It looks kind of evil. Um, and so I messaged him because I had already sent him the video. And I was like, hey, did you watch that video? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and um, he was like, are you talking about the weird thing above my head? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so we kind of talked about it. And we both were unsure. Like, we both kind of thought we saw, like, a face in it. So I started sending it to um, some family. And um, my, like, they started seeing different things. So mom thought, uh, my mom thought it was like an angel or like something good, like a, uh, someone waving. Like a lot of people had a lot of different opinions. Um, but my brother was like, why don't you post it on like that group you're in? I'm in like a group 
with like random anonymous people who are just talking about like different weird things and like what they could be. And so I posted there and someone messages me. Oh, and the, like everything's anonymous there. Like I don't use my real name. I don't use like, I don't know any of the people in the group. And someone messages me and he's like, hey, it looks like a spirit might be trying to contact you. Like, has anyone in your family passed away recently? Or, or I think he just said away at all. Um, and I was like, yeah, our dad, our dad is dead. And so he, he tells us that he thinks he's in contact with our dad and wants to share like some stuff that he wants to say with us. And so he starts saying like a lot of really accurate things um, and like, just stuff that I would have loved to hear from my dad who passed away and like stuff that was on point as far as like me and my brother and um, like things that he wanted us to do and that kind of deal. And so I'm like, I'm crying. My brother's freaking out. And as like, we'd never, never heard from that guy again. Like it just kind of felt like, yeah, maybe my dad's spirit was there hanging out with us, playing some music. Like that would have been something he would have loved when he was alive, like playing guitar, being out by the fire. Um, but yeah, we just have that strange video of the like entity behind my brother. You know, it's funny when you were telling that story, uh, I kind of chuckled when you said that your mom, that your mom thought that it was something positive or something good. I'm thinking to myself, of course, mom thinks it's something good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know what mom would say. Oh, it's a demon. You better watch out. It's coming for you at night. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There's something evil following you. Yeah. But uh, that's interesting. And, you know, um, talk about things that challenge you on a uh, spiritual level, on a theological level, I should say. Uh, Because, you know, what are these things? You know, And, and that's why I like doing this show and talking to so many different people, because you have so many p- different people with different backgrounds and people believe different things. And uh, to say what these things are and, and what you know these p- experiences are, you're going to get a different story from a lot of different people depending on how they believe and stuff. And it's interesting that you, coming from the background that you have, uh, were open to you know hearing this guy out and stuff. And some of the things that he said were pretty accurate. Uh, do you remember anything that he said that made you like drop your jaw? Like, oh my gosh, like this is probably for real. Um, a lot of it, a lot of it was more like personal stuff, but I know like just some of the, some of the, even like the phrasings that he used were really similar to like things that dad would have actually said. Um, and so my brother was pretty young when he passed and he talked about, um, how even like after he said, like he, he had, I don't remember what he's used exactly but after he had disconnected or whatever he felt like he had really missed out on getting to like spend time with him or getting to do more things with him and like he felt like he was really sad to have not been able to spend more time with him and so that was something that was just like yeah like that would be really that would be really accurate for a random stranger to just (laughs) tell you yeah you know it's interesting because when you think about these kind of situations, uh, you know, I'm a father and I have my son and, and full transparency, I was watching a stupid cartoon this, this morning with him. Uh, I don't even know what it was. It was some movie he wanted to watch where these animals, they put together a stage and they sing and stuff. But the, the, the one, the one part of the story was that this, this one gorilla kid, uh, is on stage and he's playing the piano. He's singing, he's doing a, a great job. And his, his dad is actually in jail and they show the dad in jail and seeing his son on the TV. And, and you could see in the dad's face. He's like, I can't believe I'm missing this. And his dad breaks out yeah. of jail and is running and trying to get there in time to see his son sing on stage. And I started crying and it, yeah. it's because like, like I, I never, I was always like rough around the, I'm still rough around the edges, but when it comes to the idea of missing out on my son, it breaks me every time, every time. Yeah. And, you know, in these kind of situations, you think, man, if I were to die and I had the opportunity to communicate with my wife and my son one last time to say how much I love them and that, and how much I, I, I wish I could have been there more and all that stuff at least on this side of life, I'd say, I think I'd want to take that, 
you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I know that's probably the wrong answer for a lot of, you know, Christians because they're like, oh, well, you know, what's better than being in the presence of God? And I understand that. But if God said to me, you can have a time out and you can go talk, and communicate with them for five minutes, I, I think I'd take that opportunity just to let them know. Right. You know? Um, I don't yeah, know. we asked we asked the guy, we were like, um, we were like, can we ask you questions? <laughs> like, you know, what What are the rules here? We don't, we don't know the... Yeah. Uh, the rules um but we asked like um i think like how how often do you get to see us or something and and he said something like he he visits whenever he can like whenever he gets the chance like he likes to be around us so like that's another thing that like yeah that's like i'm open i hold everything lightly like i'm open to anything i'm open to to whatever, um, as far as like spiritual things go. And like, I, that's one thing I like, like, yeah, like maybe he is, maybe he can hang around every now and then, like when we're out having a good time, you know, when a time that he would, he would have liked to be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this is something that I never understood till I had my son, but the, the deep connection you have with a child that that is yours. I can't imagine what it is for a, a woman that actually carries a child for nine months and gives birth. But even for me as the father, it's like, like there's this deep, um, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's almost like this deep spiritual connection. Like he is me. Like mm-hmm. my son is me. And there's like this deep connection, like an unbreakable bond. And, uh, you know, it just makes you wonder if that, that unbreakable bond literally is unbreakable, you know, beyond yeah. death. And uh, it's just, it's very interesting. But um, Carrie, I'll tell you what, some of your experiences are very interesting. Shanghai, are you ever, are, are ever going to go back? <laughs> I actually flew back through this time on my way to Thailand. Oh, I said crazy. I never would, but um, I did. I didn't have to lay over though. So it was just really quick in and then back out. Yeah. No, nope. I'm taking a long way around. If it means I have to go to Russia, <laughs> India, China's off, yeah. off the books. Nothing weird this time, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Well, listen, uh, with all your travels and stuff, I, I, I do admire that. I think it's really cool uh, that you know, you're able to just kind of travel and, and do your thing. Um, with, all, with all your travels, though, if you have any other experiences, please let me know. I mean, there's got to be, you've, got, you've had to come across like different local legends and folklore that just kind of makes you scratch your head. Have you ever had anything like that happen? I ha- so I haven't seen anything. I'm anxiously awaiting the day that I stumble into a Thai ghost because there are some crazy Thai ghost stories and folklore. So maybe maybe this trip. <laughs> what kind of Thai ghost? What are you talking about? Like like I guess there's Thai ghosts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like um like their own folklore. So there's one. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to double check the names. Um, but I know there's one that's like just the head of a woman and like entrails falling from the head that hangs out in the bathrooms. Like even in like most of the high schools in the North, a lot of the girls won't go to the bathroom by themselves because they're afraid that ghost will be in the bathroom. Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. I mean, it's, it's interesting to hear other people's cultures, what they believe and how it affects the way they live. Um, and I'm sure you see a lot of that. So that's really cool. But, um, Thanks for being here. I really do appreciate you hopping on at midnight your time. So it's probably close to one o'clock, if not one o'clock now. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't care where you share the show. Just don't share it on TikTok. I've been hearing a lot of bad things about TikTok. And I actually saw a video shared on Twitter this past week. It wasn't a good video. It was a full-grown man, uh, well, abusing a child. He didn't want to make it look like that in the video, but that's essentially what it was. And I had a feeling that TikTok was a playground for pedophiles, and that video definitely confirmed it to me. So don't share us on TikTok. I deleted the app a long time ago, and I highly suggest you guys boycott TikTok because it's a Chinese-owned company, and it is not something that I think is a good organization and allows really creepy things. Anyways, back on topic. You can share the show 
And we even have a new app you can share it on. Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. It's a new social media app. It's kind of like what Facebook used to be back in like 2010 to 2012-ish. It's a really clean looking app. And a lot of people have been asking me to join it. So I joined it and I don't really regret it. It's a nice looking app. And if you want to go ahead and follow me on Parler, go ahead and look me up, Tony Merkel. I think my handle is Merkification. I think that's how you have to look me up. Merkification. So I didn't make it easy on you to spell that, but let me spell for you. M-E-R-K-I-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. Merkification. Now, how did I come up with Merkification? It was a Red Hot Chili Pepper song way back in the day called Californication. And I took that concept and made Merkification. I made that handle maybe... I don't know, in my early 20s. And I've used it here and there ever since. And I decided why not use it here on the Parler app. Uh, It's a nice app. It supposedly is a free speech platform. They don't censor, which is uh, a nice feeling as somebody who gets censored a lot on social media with the things that I say. So if you want to join me, go ahead. Parler app, P-A-R-L-E-R. And my handle is Merkification. And also, I want to let you guys know next week, I am aiming to do a special show on the Ghislaine Maxwell stuff. I was talking to Charlie Robinson from the Macroaggressions podcast, and him and I are trying to work at a time where we can record something. And we actually might have other people join in on the conversation. We've been working on that. So hopefully we'll have it together for you next Tuesday. But look forward to that. A Ghislaine Maxwell special episode with me and at least Charlie Robinson from the Macroaggressions podcast. And the outro song of today is kind of geared towards that episode coming out. You see, Isaac Cappy is somebody that many people know about as far as him trying to blow the lid off of pedophilia in Hollywood. And he actually supposedly killed himself by jumping off a bridge in the middle of him exposing these things. Very suspicious. But there's a song that he did that was unreleased before he died. And that song recently was released, and we're going to play it right here leading into next Tuesday's special episode with Charlie Robinson focusing on the Epstein-Ghislaine Maxwell scandal that goes a lot deeper than the mainstream media's painting. And until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye.
איזה כיף 